What's up, everyone? This is the uh, best of 2019 podcast uh, in regards to records. This is not a greatest hits podcast or anything. It's a new podcast. But I uh, wanted to thank everyone for the year 2019, the first year of doing this podcast. I think I started on May 1st, and uh, I appreciate all the support um, that everyone has showed this year. And... If you want to support the podcast, please like, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, again, if we get to 150 ratings on Apple Podcasts, I will do a deep dive on Fugazi. And if you can get me there by January 15th, I will also say I love Daniel Sant in between every single album. If you want to go the extra mile, please go to patreon.com slash 185 miles south and uh become a patreon and i'm not exaggerating when i say these are my serious heroes they're guys that are uh, really showing that they support and back what i'm trying to do here and i don't think that i would be doing it um at this point without them um you know i had no plan when i started this thing i just wanted to interview a bunch of my favorite people in punk and hardcore that I thought were underrepresented, if that's a word. And uh, that's what I did. And it's expensive to travel around. It's expensive to buy equipment. Um, you know, it takes a shit ton of time. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to the Patreons for their help. And thank you to everyone who listens every week. Um, please spread the word about this podcast if you like it. And also, if you want to do anything out there, just do it. You know, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to start a band, if you want to start a zine, whatever, you just got to jump in feet first. It's the only way to do anything. Um, the first episodes of this podcast were recorded with like a $50 snowball microphone um, hooked into a laptop recording through Audacity, which is like a free program on uh, the Windows stuff. And uh, you just kind of jump in and do it um, if you believe in a project that you're doing. Um, and that's it, you know. Take the criticism um, as, as being constructive Take the accolades as support for people who love you. And don't compare your success against other people. Um, that's a <laughs> that's a very easy way to be miserable. Um, so you got to just appreciate the support you have. Because, you know, every person backing you, it's fucking amazing. It's awesome that anyone tunes in to this anyway. Because um, we're a bunch of fucking freaks that like some freak-ass music. And it's... It's pretty rare as fuck. So, uh, anyway, this is the end of. Well, I just want. We're looking back on 2019. I want to try to get Joe and Stu on just to see if they want to chime in real quick. And I'm going to try Joe right now. Hello. Hey, that quick pickup. That's what I like. Hey, Joe, you're on the pod. Hey, what's happening? What up? Um, this is the year-end pod, um, the intro for it. I did it with uh, Daniel and Greg. We went over our favorites of 2019. 
And okay, uh, cool. I just wanted to see how was 2019 for Joe Rivas, and what are you looking forward to in 2020? Yeah, 2019 was pretty cool. Um, we got out of trust back together. We got uh, a new record ready, almost. Um, just waiting for Roger to mix that, and uh, no motive was great. That reunion, um, civil conflict, and so much stuff happening here in the Nard in Ventura. Um, you know, it's been fantastic being able to do this pod with you. Yeah, man. And Stu, becoming friends with Stu. Uh, I think that's the bright spot of the year, huh? Becoming friends with I Stu. Did, yeah, I would say so. I got these pots for him. You got to come get these pots. But yeah. if, you, if you're going to call him next, tell him, come get this shit. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> nah, I've been acquainted. It's funny. Um, in punk and hardcore, you can be acquaintances with someone for 10, 10 or yeah. 15 years. And then you become friends. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how you, yeah, your ships pass in the night kind of thing, but you never really uh, um, become tight, and then all of a sudden you're tight. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's been really cool. It's been really cool my, you know, to reconnect with my brother in music, mm-hmm. my actual brother. Yeah. Know, get him off to shows, and he's really excited about music again. You know, he put it down for a long time and, you know, he went to school and he became a dad and, you know, that was his focus. And, yeah, put a you know, single on Marlboro Records. Yeah. Yeah, all that happened and then and then he changed, you know, and now he's, uh, you know, my nephew's in college and he doesn't have that... Uh, uh, I, I don't want to say Carlo was ever a burden, my nephew, but it, you know. No, that's a serious responsibility, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. now, he, now and Davi he, can and he took it very serious. Yeah, and now he can just let his dick swing, fucking yeah. play some rock yeah. and roll again. Yeah, so that's been cool. Um, ultimately, the pod has probably been my favorite part of the year, and not just the stuff that I've been involved with, but everything you have done on your own. It's been fantastic. I wrote a, a, a song lyric today too, which is funny for our new, uh, you know, our uh, trust is writing this, you know, under two minute song for the comp for the non <laughs> comp. Sorry to put limitations on punk rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I, I came up with this lyric, so I'm going to send that to you soon. Here, I can't wait. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. I mean, it's not. We're not going to use it, but. I just thought it was funny. That's cool. Um, because I'm just trying to incorporate, you know, things that have actually happened this year into the song because it's kind of important to what what the song's about, you know. Yeah. So, um, twenty 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 has got a lot coming, man. We you will know? see, huh? Yeah. Two comps, at least. Yeah. We know of, and. Uh, just a whole lot of things, man. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to unveil them together with you. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll do proper on on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll look at all that stuff. This is just projecting on what's going to happen. Yeah. But okay, yeah. but so n- nice uh, to have you on the the final show of the year. <laughs> it's been yeah. a interesting ride, and I've I've been uh, really fortunate to have you be a part of it 
man, thank you. Thank you so much for thinking that I'm important enough to have part of it. So that's pretty cool. Oh, come on. Come on. I was thinking that we need to do a massive round table with Daniel, Greg, Stu, myself, and you. The rig only holds four mics, man. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I we'll know we should. each other in or something. And- maybe maybe for that's what we should do for episode 100, huh? Yeah. So a year, a year from now, that's what we'll do. We'll uh, get everyone in a room. Man, that seems so far away. <laughs> I know, but at 52 weeks of the year, so it's, it'll hit. You know, as long as I don't get hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> so, always in the realm of possibility. You're kidnapped in Mexico or something. <laughs> hey, dude, you never know. So, but, uh, yeah, Joe, thanks thanks for 2019. I, I appreciate uh, yeah. being my friend and always being there for me. Always, man. Always. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. What up, dude? You're on the pod. Ah, hold on. Yep. What up, dude? What up? Um, I'm just I'm doing the intro for the year end, and uh, I did it with Daniel and Greg, and I just wanted to circle with you and uh, get any final thoughts for the year or anything you're looking forward to in 2020. With what? With whatever, dude. How's life? Well, life's good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I'm fucking chilling, having a beer with Robert right now. Sick. At Toppers, yeah. Dude, Toppers, Oxnard, California, what's up? Yeah, that's what's up, dude. Fucking chilling here at the harbor. Like, this spot is the shit. Yeah, you know that location? Like, it could never hold a business. Like, yeah. since I was a child, like, that place yeah. went in and out forever. And yeah. finally, like, yeah, Toppers. whole, whole like, area. Yeah. Well, the lobster trap was there forever. Yeah. But, well, uh, that fucking, that like, uh, fish and chip spot. Is that a lobster trap? Like down at the very, very end. It used to be a lobster <laughs> trap. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to get you on the fu- the final episode of the year, man. That's all. I mean, I guess it's going to be on January 1st. So we're like, cool. we're like reminiscing in the future, man. Sweet. No, yeah, but that's all. So, Dude, uh, I love how the Retaliate episodes are going to be the Christmas episodes. Hey, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. What's up? <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> by, by now, I hope everyone liked it. Because <laughs> this, so this episode will be one week after that. Nah, we just okay, we, cool. we let our hair down and fucking had a few drinks and, and talked. I mean, I really think that, uh, you know, people that play this kind of music, a lot of times they think you got to just go for it. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that there is, you should right when you're young and you're uh, you're pushing like your art, you should get it out there for the world when you believe in it. But Absolutely. I, but I also think that there's a merit to finding a group of friends and being friends forever and like and liking to do things together, and that's that's our approach and and uh, I hope that people see that that's like one way to do it. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you wrote the lyric, dude. <laughs> Which was uh, <laughs> what was it? It was in "It Can Happen." Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Hang now. with, hang with your bros, hang with your bros, and 
the sheriff thing that no one else knows. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like this is no, no one understands it. Right. So, yeah. you know, keep the people that are close to you close. And, uh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a fun ride with them. It's been a fun ride with you this year, Stu. I appreciate your, uh, your help. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm happy to be a part, dude. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's been fun and, uh, couldn't yeah. do it without you and the legend episode one, Joe Rivas. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, love that pool. Yeah. Enjoy your pizza, man. I'll see you soon. I did. Later. Late. That was awesome. I'm glad that I got Joe and Stu. And, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think about me, Greg, and Daniel's list for uh, 2019. I'm sure you'll get honest because Greg chooses something from 2018. He chose uh, Mind Force Excalibur. But uh, it's a great fucking release. And and it's really hard to keep track these days of when stuff comes out. First off, because it's like not necessarily a definitive list to go and find a, a date that I know of. If there is one, please email it to me. Um but yeah, I mean, we're not, a lot of people aren't buying tangible items anymore where you hold it in your hand and you remember like, oh, it was around this time that I bought that LP at that one store. I still buy a lot of records. Um, a lot of records is, is pretty weird, but, uh, you know, f- for a lot of releases, they come out on Spotify or whatever, and they just become part of our lives. And it's hard to kind of remember when they entered our lives or not. So, uh, forgive Greg for that, but Let's praise Mindforce for doing a timeless record, 2018, 2019 to infinity. And uh, that's it. Let's start the show. Hundred eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. Sign, and I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've never known what infest yeah. lyrics are because they yeah. go too fast. Yeah, just gotta get up on it. Um, what's the we are not against rap. We are not against rappers. <laughs> That's the be- one of the best uh, sample. What is the feedback? It's weird, no? <laughs> hey. Look at that dainty beer glass. So, oh, no, so, that's, that's boo. Something oh, okay. super hot. Either my, I think my mic is really fucking hot. I don't think so. Really? This shit's, whoa. Hot Sound mic. Good, which, is it me? Well, you can always kill it like that minus 10 decibels on the back. Yeah. Do you have like, um, check. Uh, is everyone minus 10? Check. check. Nah, it's normal unless uh, you need it. Dude. I, I, I need my 10 decibels because <laughs> I've been talking all fucking Oh, day. you know, maybe just the volume on my cans. Oh, shit. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Well, now. Oh, that's way better. Dude. Okay, so you're number two. <laughs> all righty. And you did say cans. Uh, we gotta keep like all we're this. recording. We are the world. I said cans. we gotta keep all this because I wanna. 
<laughs> Dan don't think that my little a- whiskey snifter was a beer. What was the- <laughs> was so I thought it was one of those craft a- beer glasses where you're like, Ooh. oh, it must be served in this to get the maximum Indian pale ale <laughs> aroma. No, it was such a cute little strange moment. I want to keep that in. <laughs> when was the last so time you watched the uh, We Are the World studio video where they're all in there belting it out? Very recently because we played Band-Aid at work and then we watched the Band-Aid video and then we played... Uh, we are the world. Then we played the metal one. Uh, what's the metal one called? I don't know. Does this hear? Do you hear like a? Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. What is that? Somewhere out here. Yeah, somewhere Something. in real life. No, it's not in real life. It has to be in real life. Do you take your hands off, bro? I know. It's like it's, it's tap. There. It's I'm tapping like, in some dog whistle some, shit. Something that's just. Well, it's, I think my phone's hooked to the Bluetooth because it's just yeah, technology. That's how it works. Anyway, so let's bring everyone in, huh? All right, well, anyway, we were talking about, before technical difficulties arose, uh, the We Are the World recording that (laughs) Quincy Jones put together. It was for AIDS, right? For for Africa. Hunger. Hunger in Africa. Gotcha. Could have been anything in the 80s. They did, like, farm aid and shit, Yeah, pick your cause, but, uh, yo, Huey Lewis absolutely fucking crushes his part. Like, if you watch it, like, he smokes... Bob Dylan's in there, right? Yeah. Fucking smokes Dylan. <laughs> I mean, who... Like, 84. Bob Dylan is a songwriter, not a song performer, True. All right. you know? No, also, but, who vouches for 84 Dylan? Yeah. True. Dude, 84 Dylan, that's my shit. No, but you can watch, like... Like, anyone who's listening is go watch the, you know, the awesome studio footage of them doing We Are The World, and look at how Huey Lewis's face... He's just like, I fucking absolutely crushed that take. Have you... And Al Jarreau fucking smokes it. Well. Are you familiar with Band-Aid? No, I'm not. Do they know it's Christmas time? No. See, that's School the me. English one that came first, you know. <laughs> but what I will say... Jesus. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Zach, your it's mic your just presence. went... Uh, We're just going to have to cut this, too. Yeah. God. No well, uh, the great thing about Band-Aid is that it was supposed to be started by David Bowie, but he couldn't make it. And so... The, is that like a Bowie-ass thing to do? I don't know. The the 80s, uh, Paul Young, the star of the 80s, uh, ended up singing Bowie's part and his own part later on. Oh. But the thing that really rules on it is all the Boy George um, kind of little ad-lib like, <laughs> later on. He's in there in the back. Just... Well, he has a verse, but then he also like just adds on at the end, and it's great. What do you guys want to cut about this? This is awesome. <laughs> anyway, so my, my microphone took a tumble when I was gathering the presents. That's yeah. right. Okay, well, this pod is an end-of-the-year pod. It's going to air on January 1st, so we're going to talk about all of 2019. Unfortunately, we missed Christmas, um, and I missed you guys. So, But I, did each, I got you each something. Daniel, much needed. <laughs> so that's 22 songs on a 7-inch by... The only band that can do it properly. Who am I? DRI. Hit the fucking button. I don't know which one it is. And then, Greg, because I keep pushing on you for years and years, I'm like... Thank you very much for my dirty, rotten imbeciles. Yeah, and then Greg gets verbal assault trial, because I still think... uh, even though he's the riff master already, that's a record that can change your life. 
yeah, uh, no, before I'm, Daniel shits on it. I have absolutely slept what? What? on Why would I shit on that? It's great. Oh, you already got the shitting on it already on the on the other part. <laughs> no, it just didn't get it didn't get like both hands and mouth. Thank you, man. I appreciate this. Yeah, that's and very cool. that's the original too. There's there's a great repress. So for everyone out there, there's no excuse to not have verbal assault trial in your record collection because it just got repressed, and it's uh so it's out there for everyone. But uh, yeah, so this week we are going to go into our favorite releases of the year 2019. Um, Daniel, do, you always have a a million honorable mentions. Do you want to do those? <laughs> and we'll sit in silence and say that we only came up with the five. I can't even find one. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Well, we can we can move on to one other thing uh, because Greg is here. We didn't want to do take offense on our lists, but it would have made all our lists. And so, I want to delve into that record a little bit. So. Take Offense, Keep an Eye Out, came out in November? Uh, no, October. Okay, October. Yeah. So it's still only a couple months old. And uh, it is a hell of a record. So what went into it? Like, you, may, it's a pretty heavy right turn. Uh, well, there's riffs on there that are four years old, maybe. Yeah. Maybe five years old. Uh, it's pretty much... The, well, the last Take Offense full length was 2013. That's United States of Mind. And then after that, did like about a year of touring. And then we kind of like severely, you know, put the brakes on. And everyone, you know, life shit gets in the way. Uh, and then at that time, we just, I just kept writing songs and writing riffs. But I'm not one of those, I'm just going to put a shitload of stuff out like quantity. I'm more like a quality guy. So I'll just keep picking at a riff for months and just kind of like just tweaking it a little bit to make it really stand out. And then most of those songs, like I got even really demo any of them because I could just remember them. And that's yeah. always like the great sign that yeah. if you can just always remember these things. Yeah, it was catchy enough to stay in your head. Yeah, exactly. Where you don't have to go and make like a demo recording of it, which then I eventually did. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of songs that just uh, could stand the test of time i guess so is it a little reactionary because it's um you pull out like the record's not heavy and the record like you make kind of a turn away from the thrash thing or the crossover thing it's it's a more riffy record but it's not it's it's not straightforward anymore it's like there's almost nothing you can compare it to you can almost like Maybe say like, oh, that sounds almost like a riff on uh, the second Leeway record on Desperate Majors or something. But otherwise, it's like, dude, the first three songs on the record, like, what the fuck do they even sound like? Um, it's well, it's it's, it's definitely kind of reactionary. I think, you know, right now too, uh, this is so stupid too because we're all just playing styles of music that were done 30 years ago too but we're just you know doing our takes and versions of them but yeah that uh quote-unquote crossover sound is it's very popular now which is cool so yeah but <clears throat> you laid arguably the groundwork for it being uh, as a band i you know as an outsider looking in i will say that take offense laid that groundwork for everyone to appreciate that style yeah, yeah, of course. Not yeah. the not the only ones. But, yeah, you yeah, know. no. There's uh, there's a handful of us, I guess, that came in in mid 
2000s and started doing that type. So for this record, I was like, okay, well, you know, how do I make this stand out? But not in a in a proovies type of way where it's like, well, I, I want to completely be completely different than everybody kind of shit. But a little proovies. A because, little, yeah. Because no. that shit is like, you, there's a lot of people chasing that sound. And it is sick. And a lot of people do it really well, including someone on my list, the Mighty Mighty Dead Heat from Oxnard, California. Yeah, absolutely. But it's with, I don't know, if you're a band and you're doing that sound and knocking it out of the park and a lot of people are doing the same sound, and maybe, you know, it's you're not necessarily breaking through, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in my opinion, it should be as big as, like, an anthrax or something, you know? And Because, <laughs> I mean, I think your band is that good. But it's like you're almost, like, saying, chase this. Like, if you're following us doing this type of music, there's no way anyone can catch this. This is fucking stupid. Well, one of the things is I'm not trying to write our previous record. Of course. So, automatically... Also, too, like, everyone in the band, we all listen. I mean, this is really fucking cliche, which is like, we all listen to different types of music. Yeah. But I listen, I listen to a lot of different types of music. And I'd say the past couple of years, I got really into just trying to better myself at playing guitar. And not like on a, like, I got to prove to people that I can do this. It's mostly for me, well, where I have, like, my... I set standards of what I want to try to do at guitar. And then, yeah, for this record, I mean, like, like I fucking, in order to pull some of the shit off on it, I had to practice like, yeah, with like eight hours with a fucking metronome for yeah. like a couple months while working like a full time job, which sucks. Uh, like the last thing I want to do is like sit in my room and just like play a fucking scale, like ridiculously slow uh, but it was just like the challenge and it was just the, to push, like to push it, you know, cause you're already, you know, learning new techniques and you're like, well, how can we push the band? How can we, how can we, like, how can I push this further? Well, it's like, well, I need to get some techniques now get some skills now. But also too, you know, like I listen to, like, I listen to like an absurd amount of heavy metal and like sure. rock and like seventies rock, seventies metal, eighties rock, eighties metal, you know? And lots of bands will kind of say that they like this shit, but like they're not really listening to these records. Like, not about I'm just, that life. No, I'm just like I'm just a fan of like like rock guitar. Yeah, so, there's, a, there's a little bit of Snake Sabo it, creeping in there. So that's what, there so, are some people that will like leeways where it ends. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Of course. That, that's the you know. Of course. I, one thing that I. I've been, you know, in bands and I've been peers with many people in bands and in going into writing a hardcore record, there are not many hardcore kids that will put themselves in the lab and work on something and define it because it all usually happens at practice, you know, like the songs kind of come out of everyone playing together. But like, since we've been recording these pods, like that was something that I noticed and thought was like pretty amazing that you were just at home like working on shit like away from the band and then you will take it to the band when it's perfected and you'll say this is what it is and was there something like about the way ah approached the vocals that he was determined to do them differently without as much yelling and and a lot more like kind of sound that's the other thing 
I could go <laughs> off and write the most what some people would be like, wow, this riff is really crazy or this is absurd sounding. But as soon as I take it and as soon as we add all the other members of TO and the other elements of Take Offense and then AH gets in there and puts his take and his vocals on it, it's always going to bring it back to where it's a Take Offense song. Sure. So, and that's one of the, you know, maybe people will, I'm biased because I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, this is obviously us. And then, you know, if someone goes like, whoa, they completely went off the fucking, you know, the deep end or they totally took like a right turn. Or if you've been kind of listening to like, like the first shit that we did. Well, the last, the last seven inch lubed it up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. It was already kind of like going that route. And actually that last seven inch those songs were also supposed to be on this lp you know but we did those that seven inch came out because we needed to be like active but were the were the conscious decisions of like hey i want the vocals to be different from everything else that's out there so i'm going to kind of approach it this way or was it just kind of a natural thing he's like i'm just singing like this now with ah he's he just goes in there and it, it just comes out i don't think he's he definitely knows how he wants to sound and what he wants to do but, I mean, me, A.H. and I were, like, fucking killing ourselves in the studio. Like, we were going up there and, like, going, like, really hard. Yeah. And, you know, to where, and shout out to Nick for just having, he's like a monk. Like, just, like, the patience and the zen. And, I mean, he's a huge factor in all this as well. Because, you know, I would come to the sessions with all of this material because like i said we've had all these riffs and, and he songs. actually produced it yeah it was He's bo- like well try this it maybe was, think of that it was you both know? of us you know and we both sat there and, and he had that perfect mix of just kind of like helping structure them I already kind of had some skeletons you know and to kind of make it more hook driven which would help you know ah like come up with his parts more and and do his thing but uh I yeah think- i think he just would like when I would go in there and see, like he just kind of wings it at first. I think just like has his has his idea, and then he just goes back and refines it, and works on each part. But I mean, we both were, we both had what we wanted to put down and what we wanted to sound and what we wanted to hit, and we were just going in there and just hitting it, failing, or like I could do it better, I could do it better, I could do it better. And it was very very fucking brutal and very hard. So. Yeah, I, something to be proud of. For just sure. just yeah, one absolutely. note. One note about H is, I think on this record he was able to find his non-yelling voice. Yeah, like where it needs to be, because he's done it on all the records going back to the first one, but this time it really cuts through, you know. And it's like it's it's great. He he knocked it out of the park. I'm but sure. I was saying like when I listen to this one, it seems like you know it would be a a one-off part back in the day where whereas now it's yeah, leading now it's a lot the whole you know? thing yeah. yeah yeah there was a lot of but you stripped a lot of the heaviness out of, <clears throat> of the sound so the heaviness goes with like the heavier voice yeah i mean heaviness in what way just like like less like distortion on, like, just, just distortion on the guitars yeah and, what, yeah, and I, hitting the big riffs yeah you still have you still have Obviously, big riffs on the record. But if there was screaming over it, it would sound heavy as shit. Yeah, well, I definitely... Well, that's another thing, too, is I, I kind of purposely went with, like, a less less gain uh, style on the guitars. Well, it makes for, it for sound more, way more for technical. More clear, like, yeah. clear playing yeah. and stuff like that. So. No, I, I don't... I'm not pushing heavy as the, yeah, yeah, no, as the move. 
Yeah, but I mean, we also have you know, track six is literally just like the mosh track for idiots to yell which out, is sick. To in which is background. Which is sick because shut a venue down. You went, uh, yeah, you went like intro on the second side. Oh yeah, and that's like that is one of the hardest intros. It's so sick. So anyone, anyone out there needs to get take offense, keep an eye out. It's on Pure Noise, and Pure Noise uh, Records, yeah. yeah, pick that up. Uh, that's all of our number ones for uh, 2019. Um, moving on, the the other one we weren't going to talk about, but we all thought was r- ridiculous and awesome. Out of respect, I'm not even going to talk about the band. <laughs> that I, I I I curl in fear in the corner. Tsunami, you're a bitch. Ill demo, untouchable. The spelling of your is y o u r. Yeah, as uh, as well thought out as as the way the name was spelled. It, it's it is so ignorant that it's um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so ignorant the way that the samples, the way that the the guest vocals come on, everything is just like picked up perfectly from the past. With the, the on the first song with that the guest vocal part just comes in this full cookie monster. It's like, oh my god. That's brilliant. Yeah. Is this so. the band with the video? Uh they're like playing some house and the singer goes like if you're not from the there's two types yeah. of people in this world. It's like yeah. you're not from the Bay, you're a bitch. And yeah. it's just like And then everyone just starts just punching just each pure other. Ignorance <laughs> yeah. happens. And then Daniel runs the pit. No, Daniel goes, if I was there, I'd probably, unfortunately, get in a fight because I don't want someone running up and punching me in the face. Or, or write an entire EP about what's wrong with this. Yeah, I definitely, I, this show? I definitely could do that. Yeah. I'm uh, quite yeah. good at that. I have not, and I've not heard the demo. I saw the video, though, and I... I was like, yeah, this is this is definitely everyone there knows each other type. Yes, type of without music, a doubt. But the know? the um, <laughs> which the, is good because you the guitar tone on the demo though you gotta hear it. It's it. so it's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's so like it. The forehead is like this. I'm doing uh, about ten foot wide. It's like a Cro Magnum riff. And Cro Magnum guitar sound like beyond belief. Well, it's great because when I when I watch that video, like younger me would be like, "Yo, this is <laughs> yeah. so sick!" And now I'm like, "Like, what is?" I'll, I'll, I'll entertain ideas like, "Man, I really want to try to like like find a new spot for like kids that have, like enjoy themselves." And then I watch yeah. a video like that, and I'm like, "Oh no!" no. <laughs> like, I, I'd almost I'm rather. Not, I'm not like, putting I'm not up the insurance. Gonna, my my place is not even going to make it to three months. Like, <laughs> it's going to get <laughs> shut down immediately. Yeah. So anyway, um, ups to those. You want to get into yours, Daniel? You want to toss out one of yours? Sure. Um, torso, build and break. It's on Revelation, uh, a kind of D-beat, straight-edge, fast-as-fuck hardcore band from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, real Swedish D-beat yeah, style sound. Yeah. But, but occasionally, like, you know, when it, it goes into a different riff, you're like, oh, it's just like what we were talking about earlier. You can pick certain things out yeah. of But I really like the lyrics. I love the whole approach. Giacomo, the drummer, is like one of the best drummers I've 
seen ever live. Like he's just a ripper. Jasmine on bass is a ripper also. And this is a new seven inch. It's not an LP. Yeah, just a seven inch. But yeah. they did an LP. Is They've that, done an LP is in that the on past. Rev as well. No, uh, I don't know what it was on, but it was one sided and 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 screened on the other, and it was an X'd up middle finger on one side and it's fucking cool yeah. take daniel's money yeah, yeah I seriously saw, <laughs> i got i got to see them at the shade and it's one of those just like pleasant i've never heard this band i had known nothing about this band and then uh-huh. i just watch watch them set up and they just fucking rip and they're so dialed in too which is when you do that kind of sound you're either gonna get like kind of just like neanderthal like punk dudes that just have it cranked and it's just going to sound like pure shit, which there's some beauty in that too. I'm not saying that it's like you shouldn't do that. Obviously express yourself however you want to express yourself. And then they're like, they just hit it to where they're, they still capture just that like total loud, like raw blast of energy, but they just, they just got it dialed in. It's just super clear and it punched. I was just really fucking impressed by all of it. Because normally when I watch bands like that, uh, I don't know, you lose a lot, I don't know, you, you lose some clarity with it. So they were fucking great. And then I forgot what bass, what was her name? Was Rock? Jasmine? Yeah, no, yeah. I, fuck. A Rickenbacker, I think. Uh, something, but it was, it was just killer tone. Just, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was sold. I was like, this thing is fucking awesome. And it was Definitely cool. not a squire. Yeah, and it was yeah. just cool just to see... Uh, like a straight edge band of that style and just kind of letting it speak for itself. I didn't catch any big preachy vibes about it when I was no, watching no. them. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. The lyrics boom. So are it was, it was outwardly political and in scene political yeah. kind of. So it, 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 they're, they're really good. And then you can tell there's a wide array of influences for each member of the band. And they're a really well toured band too. So when they come back to record a record it's like dialed in and then like i said when you've got a drummer let's just hold in the band together like that it sounds like I, amazing i think it's just awesome that rev is putting out something that sounds so abrasive yeah yeah definitely and if you look at the artwork it um kind of has like a almost like discharge kind of like it is black nothing, and white. say nothing you know yeah. kind of like vibe kind of <laughs> no it's it's cool that rev is is picking up younger bands in general they picked up that band drain from san jose too yeah. which is cool so it's good to see them uh just not relying on the old catalog and uh you know letting the oh watch out throw uh throwing the young youngins a bone so that's cool and th- this band like this is their you know band together but they're all in like you know i think jasmine is probably in like five to six bands i swear so Um, they're they're from the bay area yeah exactly and giacomo drums for um god what my mind just went blank but the band that sounds like thin lizzy with the the girl singer uh oh sheer man oh i didn't know that yeah he drums for them and uh um but yeah they're really good and if you haven't uh got that seven inch like definitely go out and buy it Awesome. I am going to pick Downpressor, The Long Goodbye, the new LP on uh, Closed Casket. And it took forever for this thing to came out, but uh, it came out and it's awesome. I loved all the Downpressor EPs um, leading up to the LP. And then the first LP, 
I liked it a lot. But writing an LP is so hard. Like, you know, especially in a band without melody. And uh, I don't know. It was it was good, but I don't know if it was as good as the other records. And this one now is, like, awesome. They, they've gotten a little bit catchier. I hate to say catchy, but a little bit. Like, it's almost no, like... Like, it's, those songs leave themselves on your mind after you've listened more. to it. It said he almost... Like, they, they gave in and, and fucked a little bit with, like, almost choruses this time, right? Yeah, no, I, I feel like... And, uh... And just this is full over the top, like double kick drum, like just punishing. Don't give a fuck. We'll play it for, you know, 90% of the song, just over the top. Um, you know, in a way that they just come out and they're punishing with it. Like, I think it was two Deicide records ago. And the first <laughs> song of the record, like the dude did double kick, like through the whole song. It was like, oh shit. And that's kind of what this guy does. He's coming out and he's just laying it down. And what it is, is they're just. They're a wall of riffing noise, but it's creative and it's catchy. And Dan is witty as fuck. Dan is probably the best lyricist in hardcore. And, uh, and I think now they have put out like an LP worthy. The, the, I, I'm not dissing the last record because I, I thoroughly well, enjoyed no, I, it. I know but what this you, record's better. I know what you're saying about like hardcore bands writing LPs though. Like, there's a there's a thing where especially when you're a younger band you've put out your demo then your seven inch usually then it's a race of collecting songs towards an LP and then you do it but then when you're an, a little bit older in the band or the band has been around a bit longer you throw songs away you know before you put the LP out but the first LP is always like well we had these 12 songs and we yeah. recorded them well i think it's more so the first time you run an LP you actually are thinking a little too much about curating it so you're like i'm not just going to have all these songs and put it on a record you're thinking like well maybe we should have a little we can do a little short fast one here and we can go with a sludgier song here and and take people on a bigger journey and i think that what they did with this new record is they just came out and everything's a fucking banger and they didn't really think about like attacking like you know the the sequencing art of an LP as much as just coming out and making sure that every song is punishing and the best song they can write and then when when you have that you don't really need the sequencing you can just kind of right yeah like you can put it on shuffle and yes. you can still get like the the same you yeah know, you don't need to sequence when all 10 songs are fucking grabbing you by the throat we'll check it we'll check it out cuz you know Take Offense and Downpress are like our brother bands. Like mm -hmm. that's what we refer to each other as. And I mean, uh, Don't Need a Reason came out 2013. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when our last record came out. Mm -hmm. And we both dropped records late in the year. And this entire time period, and you can tell with them, and you could probably tell with us, like we've all been kind of, I don't know, getting older and listening and refining. Like, uh, Especially that one song, because I've only been hearing the singles, what they've been dropping, mm -hmm. that last goodbye. Mm -hmm. First song uh, on the record. Yeah, where uh, I could just tell, like, Sean lays the fucking killer, killer fucking solo. And then what's that line? Dan says, don't confuse a, a wick for a match. or Yeah, so it's just, it, like, I, I could just tell, just same kind of journey. 
and I, I think just that's... working working on your craft and honing it and just kind of like carving out like your little signature i'd say i think that's awesome to bring up and i i think it's one of the reasons why i love both your bands is because most bands in that time frame break up that's when they would have broken up or whatever but you look at your band and you're like i love my fucking band i love my catalog i love what we've done and I love the guys around me, yeah. and I know what we can do. So if you have to fucking hibernate a little bit, you you guys basically like got a little introspective with your bands and came back and put out your like, you know, you turned it up to eleven both your bands, yeah, right. And that's insane. That's like looking inside yourself and then finding it, you know, instead of like, oh, I'm a little tired, I'm a little bored on this, I'm just gonna quit. You know, like take your time out, yeah. come back harder, you know, or you break up, fuck it. But uh, I think it shows like real love and respect for the bands, like that they stick with it and come back and do It shows that amazing the, peop- shit. the people involved respect each other too, because yeah. for a band to stay together that long, <clears throat> you have to still get along. Yeah. And if you don't, like it's going to be obvious in the music as well. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're still we're still going to shows. We're still seeing each other at shows. We're still watching bands in the crowd, not on the side of the stage, like at shows. Like no, you are you know? hardcore. Yeah, so I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you have to go in a six year hybrid. What's wrong with being on the side of the stage? <laughs> <laughs> no, we all JK. Um all right, Greg, your turn. I know I'm wrong. Um Greg is not queued up. I'm not. Um, I would actually kind of like to do a little bit of like a San Diego recap of some some cool shit that came out this year. So it's not. Hey, just... as a child of the '80s, you don't have to argue. Hit me with that montage. <laughs> I've got a couple San Diego uh, references on my lists. So uh, right off the bat, there was a a fest that was done called Fear and Noise Fest, and it was like a two day punk hardcore and dare i say goth uh festival that was done a couple different places in san diego and um yeah it was put on by this uh a local band from here called therapy which has dropped a seven inch right now and they're kind of they they curated it yeah yeah well they they definitely put on sean um and i'm trying to remember some of the other guys and it's facing on that but uh, yeah, and Therapy is a is a ripping ripping band from here too. Uh, that just solid D beat sounding, uh, which is a lot of that is is big in San Diego right now. But they're I think they're definitely leading it. They're the most dialed in. They sound really fucking good. And I just got to give them props for putting on any type of punk and hardcore festival in fucking San Diego right now because it's so barren down here and talk about a city that absolutely is going out of its way to shut down like any type of cultural space or any type of space that's not you know either a bar or if if you're just trying to be like a standalone venue you're not going to be able to survive so for them to just put a fest and actually bring bands from out of town is is really cool so they just put out a new seven inch uh i got Shout out Head Count too, which is like the newer straight edge man, which I think uh is safe inside putting out. Yeah, safe inside is the I think they're just re-releasing the demo on seven inch. 
Yeah, and I've got to see with them. look to with looking to do another record right oh, after. Oh, I'm sure I they'll do another boom. one. But <clears> I, <throat> I wish they would just put out new music. Although the song's fucking rip, so you kind of want to get them out there. That's yeah, a hard decision. I, what way would you go? I mean, I think it's just one of those like an opportunity comes like you already have the recording. Yeah, and, might as well just do yeah, it. Yeah, you might as well get a little bit more distribution. I always think take two or three of the best songs and then combine them with two or three new ones that you just wrote and then put it out that way. Like that, and that's a good good combo. You hear that, I, Jimmy? Uh, no that, that is exactly the no runner, the no runners formula. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, make sure you keep song number four because that song's a ripper. Yeah, and then a uh, another band, not a San Diego band, band from Tijuana, uh, Violencia, and that is a uh, dare I say, power violence band, and with I'm gonna say for this year some of the most angriest fucking vocals I've heard. Yeah. In a long time. So yes. I've never seen them live, but all my friends go to all these shows. They so through Instagram stories me. and uh, Instagram posts and what whatnot, you know, I've just checked them out through that and they're fucking rip. I can't wait to see them when I finally can. Are they angrier than Impulse? Yeah. That Impulse dude was angry. He was. Nick was angry. Nick's still probably angry. He's doing like, he's like making short films now. So maybe angry not films. as angry. I don't know. I think they're comedy. But isn't there a lot of angry in comedy? Yeah. So, yeah, those bands right there: Violencia, Headcount, Therapy, San Diego, Tijuana area. Well, one of my Love one it. of my records on my list is a San Diego band that also played the Fear and Noise. Is the Bayonet Total oh, yeah, Massacre shit. Seven I Inch? They should get lumped in there yeah. too. Yeah, because. Um, it was initially a demo, but then Dave, uh, indecision, put it out, and the way it's sequenced, the way it like flows with the little samples, and and then each song is, I mean, it's like infest with traditional mosh parts would be a descriptor, but it's hard to wrap yeah. your head around what what it actually is. No, I I, I feel that. I mean, San Diego right now. I think that's like kind of like it's sound that it's doing really well is definitely the more on the punk spectrum. That's why D beat or power violence right now. I rare do you hear younger kids doing a dare like a more moshier side of the the hardcore spectrum. That's why it's kind of nice that the the head count is kind of like the palate cleanser to a lot of the like crust that's formed around all the riffs down here. Yeah, definitely. That's a nice mix. So but, and uh, it's funny because uh the main songwriter for Bayonet at the time of these songs and the main songwriter of Headcount is the same person. <laughs> oh Mr. Matt Matt, Matt Ants, right? Yeah. yeah. Number so, two, Daniel. Um Well, I went to lots of shows in the nineties and there's kind of a nineties revival going on right now. And a band that does it with a big fucking black X up front <laughs> is uh, inclination where fear turns to confidence. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's a fucking really good, like moshy, hate breedy strife um, record that has kind of um, bordering on, bordering on the, <laughs> I won't say silly because if you objectively view 
many straight edge lyrics like without kind of knowing what it is it could all seem silly to some people i would never think that <laughs> but um you know it has breaks where it's just like an impassioned like call and it's fucking it just gives you those 90s vibes like tell me the band crazy. name again inclination okay it's very it's very hard to keep up with all the band names right now it is like, i, I get them mixed up with like incendiary and Mm. And then I get that band mixed up with another band. Well, and and what's harder for me in in modern times is like I'm checking lots of these bands out on Spotify first, yes. you know, without yeah. W- yeah. without going to get the thing. So you you remember parts more than you remember the whole record yeah, and stuff, and yeah. or because Spotify and because culturally the way we consume music on there now will like bounce from two songs here and then okay let me check out something else you know you don't really on that app sit down and enjoy a record back to front as much especially because the way they put the top five songs from an artist it could be out of order or whatnot so um but this is one where i do listen to it back to front a lot at work um have you bought the record yet no i haven't but i'm, I'm going to inclination's yeah. on pure noise right I, is it? I I don't know. I'm a Spotify well, no, fan. There's, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was wondering if you're going to yeah. take the step on. No, I, I on definitely this. am going to buy it's, that. It's got some heavy hitters in it. It's, uh, I don't know the dude's name, but the guitar player that band knocked loose, which is this like really popular metal. Are they from? Band. Oh, is this the Florida side project well? band? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. So it's uh, so Louisville. This from, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then I know. Uh, uh, dude named caleb he played in expire he plays mm. bass in this band too and definitely like a band like for the midwest area and uh the singer is my dude tyler short and that guy is just you know people say like down for the core like that motherfucker is like absolutely down for the core like like he's i like anytime we would roll through louisville i mean first of all just would book shows him and his girl Alexander and he'd be putting the shows on. He'd be fucking moshing. Every time I see him, he'd be like in a new cast is he fuck <laughs> himself up. But he would just be like, I just can't stop. Well, I mean, the, that the guy, passion that in guy these vocals. absolutely puts it down. So I'm so glad that rules. he yeah. is, he's in a band and he's able to take that passion and get it on like a bigger platform so people see like no one like a singer that's not fucking posing or not posturing like this is just like this dude and i've seen him because i met him back in 2000 2011 2012 i mean that guy just like eats breathes shits hardcore music well, so chris, chris williams to, yeah. turned me on to this record he's like he, like he came and hung out not that long ago and he was like you need to listen to more modern hardcore. Yeah. And I, he's right. I do need to. <laughs> I do need to. And he's like, check well, this, this is out. Like a perfect this modern is a perfect hardcore record. record for you to check out. And when I heard it and just, and he's like, you're going to love the lyrics. And I, and I do like, I love the passion that is coming through on the vocals is, yeah. is not it, bullshit. It, you know what I like about this too? It's, it's, kids wanting to do like a 90 sounding hardcore band, but not in this like snotty, like, demo core dude way of of aping just like a a sound real quick so you can have like 
oh, I play in the 90s band, but then I have a band that sounds like this, and I have a band like yeah. this. Like, you tell these dudes, like, like they fucking love this sound. and But there's still enough of that kind of, like, modern twist because they're taking their time and they're passionate about it, and they're not just... I mean, they're definitely going for an aesthetic, but... And what you just said, you can tell like the passion is cutting through there. So that's what I also really like about this band. And it's cool too because uh, you know, kids that might like that knock loose band will be like, Oh, I heard the guitar players in this other band, and then they'll listen to this band, and then they'll be like, Oh shit, and then they'll you know, that opens the portal and then you know, then they'll five years later say that they never liked both of his bands and then, you know, <laughs> they only like you know, whatever fucking obscure ass band from Japan or whatever. No, so. just they're like in the radio. It's yeah. like rediscover Van Halen. They, they oh, also, shit. you ever heard that song Jump? <laughs> they just also way better have, than hardcore. What makes what really solidifies of where they kind of throw the the dart into the bullseye of like referencing the nineties. They do those talky parts. Oh yeah, that sound a, like a nineties staple. You know, like the. The intro to the Unbroken song, where it's like it's the talky part before it, yeah. you know, uh, it it they nailed that. <laughs> it's like the talky part, and then for some reason, like the bass player dude has like he's putting the like his bass headstock on the ground. He's just kind of like grinding. Yeah, it yeah, for yeah. Some reason, Everyone's, and then this one guy off mic like, just why are they doing that? <laughs> then it kicks it. You know, it's but, passion. But they. Definitely, uh, there's definitely some hate breedy stuff in there too, as well. Unavoidable. Yeah. Which the the true sign of a great moshy straight edge record is that the pit can have a lot of X'd up hands and then also drunk fools just like moshing to it too. Like that is the sign to me of like a great straight edge album is that it's so good that drunk dudes have to mosh yeah. to it as well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, how many is, of those are there? No, this, well, you know, I mean the Judge Pitt had Shay was yeah, like slap a good shot. mix of that <laughs> slap, slap shot, shot forever. Yeah. Um, all right, what have you got? I'm going Dead Heat, Certain Death. Their uh, dear listener Zach is wearing a Dead Heat hoodie. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he's, uh, like, he's like the guy that wears the thing to the show. Well, they make when the, he talks about them. They make the big boy. Yeah, switch out for the next <laughs> one. They uh, they make the big boy sizes so. I love my Triple uh, X Dead Heat hoodie. I love the blue. Dangerously close to a Take Offense logo. But, uh. All right, well, all, like I said, all of our bands, all of our fucking bands are just looking at an aesthetic like from like the late 80s, early 90s, and all doing our little like swing on it. So. Yeah. So, what sets Dead Heat apart from the heap? I would just say they're very high energy. And they come out, and they're just there to rock and kick ass. Yeah. It's not overthought at all, but they have some shit that makes me think, like uh, like some Greg-ass riffs. Like, they they can go there, but then they also, like, back off it enough that it makes them, like, rad. That they just, like, they have... Sometimes they ease up in a little bit into, like, the... You know, like there's a thrash, like the technical, like the guitar, the fast picking and shit. But then you the have tremolo, like tremolo picking. Yeah, the tremolo picking. But then you have like, I don't know, like the YOLO, the more YOLO thrash, but on the metal side, they do both really well. 
and they're catchy. And is they're this, from is this YOLO? That that's the <laughs> ultimate YOLO, yeah. right? But uh, that's the DRI seven inch. Yeah. Um, and they're from Oxnard, and uh, they fucking rule. Do you hear Oxnard in them? Because you know, like other bands, you can hear Oxnard in it. Do you hear it in them? Because that that style is not traditionally well. It's weird to say it's not traditionally Oxnard because some of the bands that started out just being straight up Nardcore kind of delve into this later on in their careers. Sounds a lot like that Stolly 13 demo from 1987. Yeah, yeah the one no. where you said there's a 13 minute <laughs> yeah. ripper. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the Oxnard sound is all over the place, so it's kind of hard to say. Um, but I will say that Dead Heat does their own thing, and uh, and I love them for it. Yeah, Anthony and Justin are rippers, man. Yeah. And, you know, they are definitely like students of going back and, you know, listening to records, actually listening to them, like I was saying earlier, where you're, you know, really, really putting the ear to them and like hearing how guys play these licks, hearing how they dialed their tones, like doing the research and then, you know, giving it your own little twist, your own little taste on it. Uh, and then also too, just you know, in true Nard fashion, where it's just like no matter what, like you are going to be reminded, like very quickly within the opening set that this band is from Oxnard. You yeah, know? which is ridiculous. Which is great. And so awesome. carrying that tradition alive. Do you feel like when there's two guitar players that are like students, they kind of are pushing each other to just like oh yeah totally you know because achieve excellence yeah or or you just i don't know you just kind of like unlock certain things you're like oh we could do this like oh your pinky can stretch over there like <laughs> shit let's 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 make a dumb riff out of this you know Sick. so yeah and it, like like you said perfect kind of sound which you refer to as yolo thrash which is kind of that, that more like light-hearted like early 90s kind of like more groovy sounding sure. sounding shit. So sure. I love it. I love the art. And uh Which was painted by uh, Anthony himself, the yes. the guitar player. So that's right. Well I mean he's the he's a musical genius. He he does a lot of other stuff as well. And uh loves bad movies like I do. Um Yeah, great mullet right now too. Dude. So yeah. The man's got style. Very brave. <laughs> the man's Very got brave style. and you know, not many uh, it's like Pulling off the mullet, you gotta be like, you gotta be Mexican to do it, man. Like, know, he, like be, be fat and pull off the mullet, then yeah. come talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're a skinny, good-looking dude, you can get away with a lot of things. It's a soccer rocker when it's on, like a like a Mexican dude at the swap meet or something. You're like, oh, this dude. There's this one paisa that works on uh, one of the crews at my work, and he he has like one of the best. Like, I mean, at first I was just like, oh, shit, this, just, this dude looks like, like a Canadian hockey player from, like, 86. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so curly. It looks <laughs> no. so awesome. Letter rules. Probably plays in Ibanez. Probably. Um, all right, you're up. I'm so not cute. You can you can edit these little transitions dude, quicker. what do we say? We'll edit when we get to 100 Patreons. Um, <laughs> okay, well, since we were talking about... Uh, tsunami and san jose i recently was able to check out the uh 2019 promo tape that gulch put out Ooh. and i've been seeing the snippets of a 
Sip is the man. I dev- I follow the singer on Instagram, so shout out. That's yeah. cool. Shout out I'll, Instagram. I'll, just hey, if you like a band, follow the member of the of the band on Instagram. Or right all of them. If you yeah, can, hit, if you hit can track them, them down. You know, dude, dude's a dude's a fellow carpenter like myself, so that's good. And Jesus was one too. <laughs> yeah, it always goes back. <laughs> Finally got Adam to give it. Oh no, actually, back, Joseph was one. Jesus wasn't right. Or was he like no, Jesus? Jesus carpenter a carpenter was he learning? <laughs> Joseph was in the carpenters. <laughs> using the car- carpenters and unit. John Carpenter is a great director too yeah. and a great musician like That's I true. said it all goes <laughs> no, no but anyway it's cool uh, checking out this tape uh, when you're able I'm a big fan of bands being able to blend a lot of different kind of sounds a lot of different styles and it doesn't sound like a jumbled mess and it sounds cohesive and it sounds unique to them as long as it's not fast melodic hardcore and mosh music exactly the the one combination you don't do I, I don't fuck with it so uh, with Gulch when I checked out this tape I mean I'm hearing like you know lo-fi black metal I'm hearing you know you know Crazy wild vocals, wild vocals, some crazy Japanese shit. But then at the same time, like I'm hearing like some menacing, like mosh coming in. So if you're able to kind of just blend all that in and it's still just kind of also watching, uh, I've seen just snippets of the live set and just like how absolutely like psycho it is. And it's not this, you know, like, Oh, Hey, it's time to play like let's act crazy like <laughs> like no it's just like it looks like a switch goes off and like once yeah. they start playing and like I've, i'm always like observing where everyone's like dude watch this band they're fucking crazy or it's like all of these dudes are fucking tough like all this yeah. shit and then you realize like no like yeah this band sounds like a beat down band but like the fucking bass player plays in like a, a 90s sounding shoegaze band and, and his know, dad's a cop yeah just shit like that takes you out of it immediately like when i when i watch gulch like this is like not the case like i, I feel like i'm watching like 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 an old like video of like siege or something where it's just like really just like it looks like all the little switches go off in the head and it's just like they're just in this zone so, so i just I, I'm, I'm digging it it's cool are you the most yeah. familiar with this band i just saw him at gilman and i and they opened the judge show and the crowd i mean there was probably more participation for judge but the crowd was the wildest for gulch because they matched kind of the way the singer is on stage the rest of the band was pretty you know like we're gonna play the riffs you know um but it it was it was a wild sound like it was it was like you say there are all these things that are being blended, but you're trying to wrap your head around what's going on while it's going on. And then the singer's fucking high energy, scary ish, you know, like, and. Are you familiar with the other releases though? No, no, just, just the demo. So they have like two tapes and a 10 inch. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know the 10 inch. Um, so we've never heard the ten inch. No, I've never heard like just recently got around to listening to this tape. But I know they got beef with tsunami. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna play out. <laughs> but hey, it's kinda like 
I think seeing a band live before you hear their recordings is, to me, still the way to go. Yeah, if you have the opportunity. You but, know? but that uh, I also that like when a band tape, just like, comes on stage and melts your face off exactly. and you've never seen them. Yeah, and you're like, great. what? I really enjoyed the tape that you played. I thought it was wild. Yeah, and it's cool, too. Cause I want it. It's just not in a format I want. Yeah. I, I, someone left a, a little boom box outside by the trash cans the other day, and I squirreled it inside like a, <laughs> like a weird little homeless man because I'm like, oh, now I can actually have demo tapes again. And it, I got some decent tapes. No what I what oh. I like what I like about this too. Anytime I can shit on demo core and like like hipsters going into hardcore, I always do. And how you just said how absolutely wild it sounds and you're blending all this shit in like to me all these bands that do that like you get into that territory of like like just fucking oh like cool guy like only listen to this and like we only listen here we only go to these shows blah 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 like that's not the vibe of this band at fucking all like it's just like some actual what what's happening in san jose is like for the love of hardcore that's awesome it's a giant group of friends from my observation i'm not part of it uh where they're just doing these bands and having the best time in hardcore the way that we did you know um and it's it's rad to see and joseph uh, is a hell of a dog watcher <clears throat> this was a a good choice I've, I've loved all these choices so far you know i'm waiting for daniel to uh to make, to make a, a, a terrible error. Um, but go ahead for number three, huh? Number three, Rated X Demo. Okay. I'm now, not familiar with it at all, so bring me up to speed. Now, I've only listened to it on on Bandcamp. Okay. Because I I sent away, <laughs> I paid for the 7-inch, uh, which was the demo got pressed on 7-inch, and I paid for it, and then he... Uh, sent me my money back and was like, "Sorry, ma'am, I sold them all." No, that's you cool know, though. So, yeah, no, it's cool that you sold them all, but not cool for me. Well, and he returned your money. How, yeah. How, oh. how unlike a seven-inch putting out label. Yeah, for I'm sure. All about honesty. <laughs> but it is uh, Tom from uh, Violent Reaction and the Flex and a bunch of others, but it's really abrasive, fast. Uh, straight edge band that I just, you know, being from the north of England and then this band, this northern straight edge, like it just it's ticking all the boxes for me, but the sound is really fast, really abrasive, really, really cool, and very, you know, probably tapping into a little bit of demo core where they're like, I know what we want to sound like, and it is this, you know, but they've perfected it. It's really good, and it's a, uh, available to listen to on Bandcamp, and that's, I don't think it's on Spotify. And no business. Look, I only hate demo core because it's just. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, just, it's, it's a, just kind of cheating. It's just it's like, side-eyeing. oh, yeah, I like I, I just do this little thing, and then we're gonna break up, and we're not gonna like actually do our band. It's just, I just always feel like it's always like one foot in, one foot out, you know. And and I do Agreed. see that happening a lot with things that I'm like, oh my god, I just checked this thing out, and yeah. I really like it, and by the time I've checked it out, they're done. 
and they've moved on to something else. I feel like I'm like my dad, like, pick one thing and stick to it, damn it. Like, <laughs> show some way. perseverance. Remember, after the second in control show ever, we, we played Sacramento and we were up eating with Mikey Hood. Mikey Hood's like, I don't respect a single band until they put out three LPs. I was like, ooh, that's a that's a good barrier to entry. <laughs> so who does he like? I don't, I don't know. This is somebody said. Hey, Agnostic guys, front? Is, yeah, it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and Dire Straits. Three LPs, that's <laughs> ambitious. Um, but this, like, the, the imagery is super cool. It's just, it's 80s, but the, you know, the really fast, 100 miles an hour type stuff so i i really i really dig it are we talking about like like blast beat fast or just pushing the fast beat where it's 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 almost that gotcha that uh where it's almost little line right in between where it's you know are they drawing the line at atari or 97a Um, it's that line in between. I mean, it's oh, faster, faster than, than Atari, Atari, but uh, faster than the Atari seven inch, but not quite ninety seven A, which is almost blast beat and and thrash less octaves you know? than Atari. Yeah, no, it's 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 very much like um the abused or something like you know just like like I don't know. It's just is knuckly. Is, is there a record label? Owner as big of a cock as Chris Kelly? <laughs> I don't think anyone is like that. <laughs> anyway, moving on, number three from uh, the voice of reason over here is uh, I'm going the Division of Mind, the LP. It's actually just coming out this month, I believe. Um, I've been listening to it since it's come out on uh, Spotify. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing. I think the pre-order is up. It's a troll B, but I swear to God, unless this is like, you know, some albums you, they grab you right away and then they don't last forever and some are slow burns. I'm hoping that this isn't the former because I swear to God, I think this is the best like heavy mosh album since Harm's Way Isolation. Um, It just, I could do without the 25 second weirdo intro, like cool, weird, but then it's just punishing mosh which is like a lot of bands right now but they avoid the uh the you know like those like those like the, the spooky parts. chords oh the they avoid the spooky chords those little scratchy ones yeah yeah they just it's full mosh they fuck with a little bit of speed but only to get you to the mosh. And then it's just heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, very similar to just like the reason why I love that Harm's Way isolation record so much. It's just fucking punishing. It's like you're getting beat over the head by something over and over that's so heavy, yet like musically as catchy as that style of music could possibly be. Well, it- without like the, uh, with I don't know, without feeling like they're trying to be creative which is like what all that stuff is like oh we're well i think if i'm moving my arm around a lot on the guitar then i'm in i'm interesting if something is is this for lack of a better term like repetitious of a theme but you can still keep listening to it and enjoying from song to song they're doing something well they hit every right, mosh tempo you know? 
You know, they're going to hit every tempo. And uh, <laughs> it sounds beautiful. It's fucking great. I love it. From first listen. And I hope I don't get tired of it. I never got tired of uh, of Isolation. You know? And, like, that's the last one that grabbed me, like, this one. Um, you know, for... I don't know if... I don't know if this is, like, a band that plays with, like, the HM2 stuff. But a lot of that stuff can be... I don't know. It's just... it's. It's really saturated right now, right? So to like cut through it oh, is very interesting. Yeah, just just heavy hardcore in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's all I got on this killer record, and uh, I do believe it is pre-order on Triple B right now, or it may have shipped by the time this airs on January first. Greg. Yeah. So. Let's uh let's leave the mosh. Well, we're we're gonna go to mosh, but with a little bit more up tempo of it, which would be a mind force Excalibur. Uh, we got to play with them the first time, right around actually the Excalibur record release. We got to play with them in Brooklyn, so that's where I started hearing hearing the record, and uh, definitely you played with some at United Blood too. Yeah, that's that's right yeah. too. Uh, damn, Daniel knows more. Uh, <laughs> no, I I just they, they were one of the bands that stood out for me. F- from that weekend that was 2017 united blood and i was like oh, i i like this band yeah they're great at just like just kind of building up to these parts you know that you just know it's just going to completely fucking set the place off and it's just like that perfect mix of just equal parts heavy equal parts fast uh absolute riffers too and Which some, actually, dude, is a fucking four piece. Sorry, it's not. It's you know, and some strong '90s vibes. Oh, ab- absolutely. So they're they're because I'm a fucking guitar nerd. So they're they're blending a lot of like that period of you know crossover and thrash from like the '80s and the early '90s, uh, and that vocal style too, just to get that like loud but absolutely can hear every fucking word. Yeah. You can, that he is saying. So that's just going to like make kids immediately. I mean, it's just one of those bands where you're just going to sing along or you're just going to hear the song. You're going to remember like what they were saying. Super hook driven too. Uh, my favorite song is that, uh, that song nightmare, which has one of the most, like it's like a creeper pit, like the way they, like the way they hey, like that one. Daniel. It's like a creeper <laughs> like, pit. Cause it's just like, <laughs> Like dun 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 like the drums just drop like so it's like he pops up behind you and then moshes you yeah so like like I'm a huge fan of just intelligent ass beating you know like this was like a like a or like we're going to find your own place yeah we're gonna drop like a complete ass whooper but it's very sophisticated so I'm a huge fucking fan of that so. Uh, great shout pro- out Kazushi Sakuraba. Yeah. <laughs> great production. Uh, yeah, it's it's like totally can see why, and they just played the the West Coast recently and smoked it out here too. So like, I completely understand like why. Great band. My takeaway from that, like seeing that band and then seeing Trailer Lies at the same time, I was like, God, I wish the guy from Mind Force sang in Trailer Lies. <laughs> like, I just can't. Oh, I strongly get those. disagree with that. I love that guy's voice on Trail of Lies. Are you serious? And that yes, I, I can't dude. Shout it. out, shout out to my man Tom Dumb. That new, I, I, the new I Trail love of Lies. Watching him on yeah, stage because yeah. he's like, 
That new trailer lies seven inch. That's their 2019. That shit is fucking tight. It's probably my number six. The way he sings makes me want to jump out a window. <laughs> so, but one thing I think is you don't think it could be one of those things where like you listen to it enough to where it clicks one day and you're may, like, oh, I love yeah, it. Well, yeah, well, I mean, could be the, the there's many bands, but the the biggest band of that is the Fall. You know, like at first you like, oh, why does everybody love that? You know, and then. It, it clicks, and then from there, you're like, oh, this is the best band I've ever heard. I don't know if you're... It doesn't seem like Trail of Lies would be an acquired taste. I think if you don't like it right away, but I like I like the music. It's... I just was like... The singing is a part of it. I think my yeah. claim to fame could be seeing uh, Tom Dom, who sings in Trail of Lies. He played bass in Naysayer years ago, and I remember on the first tour... Uh, Gary from Naysayer and the, the warm the roadie Aaron Warman they were like playing playing well boys playing with knives essentially and a- accidentally like Gary hit like a nerve in his hand and oh, like shit. his fucking arm went was, was paralyzed he's like dude I can't fucking feel my arm so they took him to like the hospitals is like Albuquerque <laughs> oh god and, <laughs> so Ugh. so like Tom Dom was like. Hey, Tom Don's gonna play bass, and not play bass. He's gonna sing tonight, and he's just like, dude, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I've never like sang before. He's like, I'll, I'll do it, I guess. So, I think I can say my claim of fame was seeing Tom Don front a band for the first time, Albuquerque. And you're like, don't change your voice at all. It's perfect. <laughs> no, it did not. It did not sound like how his trail of trail of uh, trail lies voice sounds yeah. right now. I, <laughs> you I, might have even, you probably would have preferred his his. Filling in for naysayer voice. I, I'm quite sure I probably. I wouldn't. can't even believe you guys. I don't know. It's not his voice. Just a voice. No. No. I, th- I think it it matches just the. Like, Sounds burly. Pu- yeah. It's just. I mean, the music is just fucking pummeling. Yes. Like that. I mean, like there's. I think there's like a weight limit for I, that pit too. I've like seen... you gotta be able to like bench a certain amount to even like mosh for that band. <laughs> well, so I... like. You need that kind of like everything else about them. Yeah. I love. I've seen them live more than I've listened to them because I've saw them live and didn't like his voice. Never listened so, to them. So no, I've listened one to live them. zero on no, the record. No, I've I've listened to them, but everything else about him is perfect. Guav does all their words. Like everything is just like right on, you know. But anyway, um, one thing I think we should say about the mind four six caliber is uh i think that like if we were going to make an objective list of the 10 best albums of the year it would be on everyone's list that the record is a fucking masterpiece no it's it's something that you can listen to and even i i actually enjoy it a lot but uh i think i could listen to it objectively and say like that's a top five top 10 album of there's, year at least. there's another one that's on my honorable mentions that is like a very well laid out record and very uh is the abuse of power what on earth can we do uh lp but that i mean that's an honorable mention so i'm not gonna go into detail that's on the, it the, but they're from atlanta right yeah okay all right daniel um okay uh I've already mentioned Bayonet as part of the San Diego uh, wrap-up, but that was on my list. Uh, next would be One Step Closer from Me to You. Um, I believe they're... Are on... they from Wilkes- Wilkesbury? Yes. Yeah, okay. And they 
sound like Turning Point in 2019. Like, Ooh. like, and they're, they're young, they're young too, right? Pretty young. <laughs> Everyone's young to us. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, no, I think they are. They were a band. I, didn't they play um, Sound of Fury in the upstairs room? Perhaps. I don't know. All I know is that this is another one that Posse Chris turned me on to, and I listened to it like for two days straight, huh. like just over and over again. Because now we go back to demo core. I don't think this is demo core, like, but they are students of the of the game, where they are listening to the way the turning point guitar tones are and, and other bands of that ilk, probably verbal assault and a few others. Um, but they're getting that, uh, they're getting that like guitar tone. Perfect. They're getting the way those songs were constructed. uh, The slap bass tone. Not as not enough slap bass. That's the one thing holding them back. Do they have, you say the one thing. (laughs) Do they have like the? Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm becoming down to life. Too much tsunami. Do they have like the? Uh, does tsunami have slap bass? No, but Daniel just said the one thing. But maybe, uh, well, maybe if anyone from tsunami is listening to this, maybe we should get some slap bass in there to signify more slapping of fools in they the pit. Slap face, dude. Tsunami's the kind of band that that they need to have the bass have seven strings on it. You know, it's that like, but they are, they're only playing the top two. Yes, but it's it's that dude that came like, yo, this guy like plays bass. Well, all the, yeah, so he, so he's playing with his fingers and the bass is like high. From the yeah, yeah, sick. Don't yeah, no. When I saw the video and he was just like, "There's two types of people in this world. You're for the bay or the bitch." I was like, I was like, I'm a bitch. Like, <laughs> like I'd be so bummed to be in, like in the vicinity of like that bitch. <laughs> for like, real, I told Joseph the next day when I saw that. Either like, from Walnut Creek or you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I told him when I, I saw that. I was like, I would have hated to be there last night. Yeah, you like, like I said, you would have wrote a whole EP about. You're from the bay now. I mean, kinda. Um, no, I love I love just like like we're local fuck you attitude. Yeah. Like I will always love that shit. Like yeah. absolutely. You gotta dial it in a little hard for me to love it. So just, some slap bass might do it for you? <laughs> no, I mean I love the tsunami demo. I'm just I I ride for that really dialed in regional shit. You know, you gotta be like I'm from if you're not from West Side San Jose, you know. Not the Bay Area. That's so big. It's too big. Yeah. Yeah. It's claiming big. sort of, but I mean, hey, dude, I'm not claiming SoCal. <laughs> you know, if you're not from SoCal, you wanted to get more refined, just just a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha. You you guys are in a combining uh, San Diego and Orange County, aren't you? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> if you're not from nine two one one seven, you're a bitch. <laughs> Just for anyone listening to this, Orange County and San Diego are completely two different fucking universes. And yeah. to lump lump the two in one, I mean, I might as well just say, oh, fucking New Jersey and Philadelphia are the same fucking place. They're actually sports fans are the same, more right? the same place than OC and San Diego are, <laughs> in my opinion. I just... 
Anyway, anyways, the, uh, all I know about is Central California, so I don't know. Um, uh, one step closer from me to you. Uh, I believe it's on Triple B, and it is a ripper. It is very much worth checking out, and especially if you like fast-paced, turning point-esque melodic hardcore with with the emphasis on the hardcore and and not being just derailed by melody. Chris and have- Chris and Aram are going to do a band. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've listened to it. Oh, they've recorded. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Does one step closer have like an alone style song? That's the turn. Is the, it- you should you should listen to it. it. They're, they're doing more of the of the it's always darkest kind of sound, but yeah. there are elements of this the turning point seven inch songs as well. Like Thursday and things like that. I think you sold me. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Um, my number four, and these aren't ranked in order for yeah. people. I'm just keeping track because I'm looking on a list. Um, Eyes of the Lord, Misery Feels Like Home. Is it Eyes of the Lord? It's Eyes of the Lord. Oh, well, I think. I'm out. Not duh, right? <laughs> no, um, I'm just kidding. It's on Closed Casket. And uh, this is the singer, uh, the first singer of Hunter Demons. Hunter right? Demons, yeah. yeah. And his voice is just fucking grown, you know. It's, he's just he's a grown ass dude, you know. And uh, I love it. It's a nice toss back. I used to to love. <laughs> what was the first Hunter Demons called? It was Eyes of the Lord, right? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah. I I used to listen to that record all the time. It was brutal and 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 raw in a way that it was not tight like the way that most of like that heavy mosh metal is it's pretty loose um i hate to use the word sloppy because it wasn't sloppy it was just it was looser and not not overly tight it was because it's it's some of the first first of that stuff first of that style too so yeah like they didn't know how but it was also after the Marauder record, right? And that's like the epitome of a tight record. But I think it goes True, to show but that that's like it Marauder goes sh- getting on Century back then and actually getting like real time money to real be able time. to go into something. Yeah, yeah. I think and, and there's actually, something about Connecticut bands though that mm. have a bit of kind of like I think the sloppiness. looseness is better. The looseness is like. It added to it, and if if they're showing them the parameters, can go from like that Hunter Demons to the Marauder, and that's like the the perfect pocket for like the the heavy drop tune mosh band. But anyway, this record fucking rocks. Did and you, did you like Hunter Demons when the singer changed? Like, did you did you feel it lost something, or did you? Oh, Pete! Before reality records. came in. Well, it got a, it got that guy. That guy knew how to sing. Yeah. Right. I feel like that guy sang a little more. Dude, maybe. When, I don't remember. He's a really well, he good. Does, when he does, when he is dying, my whole nose. That shit is. <laughs> I, I, get I don't pumped, dude. <laughs> I don't remember. I I just remember the. <laughs> my whole nose. <laughs> shit's fucking like. Jesus. It's so good. I remember, we we toured. Europe and were paired up with Hundred Demons on many shows, and we just thought that they just must have looked at us like, "What is this pussy shit?" Yeah. Well, compared. <laughs> yeah. Well, my band, well, any band compared to Hundred Demons is you're just pussy shit, obviously. Dude, you could come with seventy demons and still be a pussy yeah. band. 
But they they also beat us to the venue. One demons, and you'd still be pussy. <laughs> they beat us to the venue every time, and they just housed the buffet or whatever people had left <laughs> out for yeah. us every single time. We're like, oh fuck. <laughs> well, you gotta go hit that dumpster, dude, Portland style. Yeah. <laughs> so you were Eugene. Gene fest. Gene. So they were like, they were Chads, and you were you were the betas. Oh, we were beta cooks yeah. all over. Except for Aaron was like, I'm going to fuck them all up. Like, and I'm like, no, no, you're not. Like, you might do good against a couple. No, but, that, yeah. would have, that would have been a good move. No. So anyway, this Eyes of the Lord is, it does that impossible job of being hard but catchy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's it. It's well, hard that's, but catchy. And then also a lot of the- Is like, it on Death Wish? Um, it's on Closed Casket, I believe. Oh, Closed Casket. And a lot of the mosh stuff is really cool. Like, they go to weird tempos, but they're not doing, like, straight beats. They're just doing, like, enunciations on the drums. The drumming is great. Well, this is, um, that's because you have, it's the Young Bros. Oh. So, you, Colin Young's drumming in it, and oh. Taylor Young's playing guitar. So Shows what I know. So that's why, and I mean, they originally are from Connecticut. That's right. So I think this was, you know, both of them loving Connecticut hardcore and loving 100 Demons and all that stuff. I think that was, you know, they reached out and they were- sing for our band. Yeah, or it's like, hey, let's let's do a band together and they they put it together too. So that's, you know, and that's kind of like a staple of like a lot of their writing too. Well, because I mean- it's gonna be that locked in because it's literally two brothers playing with each other that have been playing Shout with each out other to the Melnicks. For, <laughs> yeah, for fucking ever, right? So those tempo changes and like the drums, like yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and also too Taylor plays drums as well. They're all fucking multi instrumentalists and shit. So you know that's why you're getting a lot of that kind of sound. And then also, aren't we that like a lot of lyrical content of a lot of, like like PTSD kind of. Uh, <coughs> well, that was like the, I think that's the catchiest song on the record. Yeah. And that was cool. Cause it was kind of like a storytelling song. Yeah. Which is, which I is, was just 15 and Yeah, It's like fucking. Yes. yes and the, Sounds so rad. Which, which is kind of more refreshing to hear. Maybe like, a, like a hard storytelling over than just like some fucking typical, you know, kill you guy lyric sure you know which is i love i love which i love me a kill you guy lyric yeah but i love when a when a hard life bears its soul yeah and it matches the intensity too so yeah i could see why this is i didn't know that's who the band was yeah that's awesome i didn't know now if they uh if they just fall if they cover you booze you lose they got me by follow through (laughs) one of the greatest greatest songs ever or underrated straight song Fuck. Is it one where drunk guys will get in the pit? Dude, well, me, but I don't, I'm not. <laughs> just because you're not straight edge doesn't mean you're drunk. Jesus. Also, I... I uh, <laughs> As he's got his little whiskey like a video yeah, watch, time, I'm not drunk. Where the, where the <laughs> singer of Eyes of the Lord just like, has a shirt that says, like, fuck your GoFundMe. <laughs> 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 so that, like... What, what that is, is like, dude, like, this is like... Like an insurance policy pit, like yeah. you know, yeah. like like you're only going into this if like you're insured. <laughs> like, holy shit, that is the sickest thing I've ever heard. 
Anyway, this record rips, so you should get it. Uh, that's it. That's my number four. Gregory? Uh, I'm going to put up Section Hate, Winter Ooh, Games. I love this record. Kind of also cool, just great cover art. Just this kind of wild. Kind of like the Miami Vice vibe. Yeah, Miami Vice theme. Just like drive. It. Obviously, you know, references to some, you know, bad boy party stuff. Yeah. Some talking powder, maybe. But, yeah. uh, yeah. And another thing, you know, what I brought up with Gulch, too, is where you're talking about a band that can just blend all sorts of different styles but then make it kind of like their own thing. And I think that's what's so cool about Section Hate. This is being song. able yeah, being able to play like mad ripping fast Mexi's delivery and then, you know, switch it into kind of like a more bouncy, maybe kind of like cold as life part that, out of nowhere. That song it, with all the backups. Yeah. It's like mind blowing that they pulled that off. There you go. Yeah. And it's just great radio. Just just to see uh it going to like watch them too, just like the vibe that of, of just them going on there. I mean I just love love Mike as a singer, yeah. just as a front man. No, me too. All the way know? back to Furious Styles. Yeah, absolutely. The guy he's always he's he's laying it down creatively. Yeah, totally. He's not trying to like be generic ever. Yeah, no. It, every one of his bands has like his twist, his mm. way of being like, how can I make this like my thing? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, with with Section Eight, this is definitely like I'd say the little more adventurous of his bands. What's the molding of yeah of his kinda, two most well known bands, yeah. right? Almost, yeah. You'd say that's like Nomads and Furious, yeah, like getting mashed in there, yeah, yeah. So just you know, and I'd say it's such a skill to be able to blend, you know. Like, how do I have some, you know, raging, fast D-beat shit hit into, like, a, a Cold is Life style pit, you know? Like, you got to be able to, you just have to listen to tons of this music and just be, you know, completely, like, embedded in the culture of it. To well, that's the thing is, create. listening to something like this or the Gulch, like the, the tape, it's like you can tell that the band is true fans of music. Absolutely. Like these guys listen to a lot of shit. Um, definitely not single influence bands, you know. So I love this pick. Yeah, I hope I, this record comes out. It's it's still just digital, right? I think yeah, I think it might be just stuck in the digital airwaves. Did the first one come out on seven inch? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, no, it did. Flat Spot put it out. Okay, someone's got to do this second one, man, or like, or maybe have them do like a third digital one and then toss them all in LP. That's the one. Awesome, huh? It's a great, great angle to take. Daniel's looking at the uh, the artwork for the the section hate. Sick, uh, no? I mean, it's it's funny. I think it's rad. I think it's rad because there's nothing really like it. No, I think it's it's a good, yeah. Like like you just said, standing out. When you look at when you look at that, like I'm. Like it almost reminds me of like a, like an old, like it's like a sketchy Nintendo game that I'm gonna play. That like, absolutely, you know, like, absolutely, like a very sketch, like like a Nintendo game that I bought, like 
behind the counter. Behind yeah. the counter, yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're playing. Uh, he was like, you're like, playing Russian Attack, and it comes <laughs> to that stage where you just have to stab dogs. Yeah, or, or some guy was like, "Hey, they made, they only made like fifty of these in Japan. Like, it was, it was never supposed to be seen. Yeah. It was made for just like Yakuza dudes only. But here, play it. Like, that's <laughs> the vibe of it. But I also just love how it's just like, like you know, actual. Like actual bad boy shit is going on, so it's just, agreed. Yeah, I like it. Man. They let loose. They let loose. Daniel, number five. Um, or do you want to do your list of twenty honorable mentions first? <laughs> Restraining order. This world is too much. This record rules, and I love the cover. Yeah, the simplicity and beauty of it is awesome. Um. I think that a lot of times we forget that like hardcore music is art and like the the things that it's a total some, package. Yeah, know? sometimes it sometimes things that we um you know think are generic like bands jumping and stuff like <laughs> there is like you know that doesn't that doesn't move across all spectrums of music. A lot of it is is very unique to hardcore. It's perfect though, yeah. right? It's, it's have, stylized. It's a, it's a beautiful it's, jump. The photo's beautiful. It gives glory to that photographer who yeah. took it. Um, it's probably, is it Angela Owens? Probably, I, or what, whatever. <laughs> I'm terrible with all that. I should just shut up. Um, what I love about this band is that they're fast. They're kind of catchy. They're straight ahead hardcore, but they've got bouncy, punky parts. They've got, it's just... And the tempos do go up and down from song to song that, that, that keeps you interested. And uh, some of the lyrics are really, you know, kind of thoughtful. Um, I mean, I know it's hardcore music. For the most part, people are going to be writing um, you know, lyrics that are thoughtful or personal to them. But, you know, some people do it better than others. Um, there's a song on there that's talking about you know people leaving the scene, but the interesting take on it is that they're pointing the finger back at the scene saying, well, maybe this is the reason that people are leaving because we need to do better, you know? And uh, I found that to be... Hey, don't blame me for cool. posers, man. <laughs> See, that's the attitude that, you know... <laughs> Go for it. Is that if, the right one? If you yes. one, I don't know. I don't remember. Ah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I don't remember. I completely forgot. We're about an hour 30 into this podcast, and I completely forgot that we had this gem <laughs> in here. Well, I never want to be a pod that over abuses us, stuff. <laughs> so, an hour and a half in, you guys uh, earned it. Um, but yeah, I. I, I think the total package of that record the only thing i would say is maybe there's too many songs and i would i would say in i'm de, always in a de, fan of in defense editing. of that you're you you had just said that like this is a guy that can take like you know hardcore topics that have been tread over many times and have a better take on it than most people so maybe he's coming at it from that poetic stance that he actually has to get a lot of shit off his chest. Like No, no, that's valid. But, you know, like, even a record like 
I don't know, Rancid Let's Go or Rancid Out Come the Wolves. There's like 24, 22 songs on those. If they could edit it down to like 16 or, or this, Man, dirt, if this DRI only has 16 songs on it instead of 22. What you're, holding, <laughs> what you're holding in your hands is a copy <laughs> of the Bible, essentially. But, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you record something and then it, as you know, just musicians in bands, you record something, you go away with everything you've recorded and really think about it. Like, cause you can always pull songs to be on something else, a uh, seven inch or something later anyway, if you've recorded them, but just think about the whole thing and be like, does this need all of it? If it does, it does, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I may only be saying that it feels like there's too many songs just for the simple fact that we live in such a, transient moment now where we've all been pretty hard f- to... we've been fucked by spotify and yeah. by social media of like instantaneous everything of, yeah not selling anything so no i mean yeah. that talking about spotify i mean that is true because even when we wanted to put the record out uh like i wanted to put like the single keep an eye out first right mm-hmm. but everyone's like no you need to put out that's just put out the single that's right around two minutes and 15 seconds because that way it gets into all the algorithms and it gets into all the playlists and well, all that shit. So we think of something like that, multiply it by a fucking million yeah, songs. So, but we grew up on, artists, and, and yeah. I'm talking like mainstream yeah. musical culture now, not just hardcore music. We grew up with where albums like, you know, like a David Bowie record was thought about, well, side one is going to be this, side one two is going to be this. Now, Apple Music records front load the shit out of the album yeah. so you get the maximum plays. So the first three or four singles are the first four songs on the record. And then the drop off is hard, you know, on on I don't know, like a Ariana Grande record or whatever. Anyway, that's my final pick. Cool. Um my final pick is the band Minus. And their record compulsion. This came out. Uh, Travis put it out, and let me see if I wrote that down or not. No, I can't remember his record label. Do you? Feral Ward. Is that it? I think that might be. Okay. Um, this fucking record rules, and it's minus. I think that they really found their own sound on this record, which is crazy because they've done an LP before. They've done. I think a seven inch and a split seven inch before that as well. This, I believe, is the currently the best band that combines Mosh and Speed together. So where maybe the Restraining Order band, um, they did Speed well. They don't hit this like super hard Mosh, um, and Minus is really going going hard on both. Um, and it's just a, it's a really creative record. A lot of YOLO in there. Um, they hit like the crazy mid tempo banger in there, like just true punk song, you know. And uh, I love it. Number five on my list for the year. No, that one's ripping. And they've they've always, I even think from the jump, been able to do hard and fast. Uh, you know, ever since since the demo came out. Jeez, when the fuck did that thing? When did that demo come out? Have you seen them play recently? They've been in band for 10 years, right? 
They have. I've seen them. Yeah, they definitely have. So I've I've toyed with them. So I've I've seen them times where it was. They definitely haven't been playing for a while, but that's. I mean, we've all had those moments in playing in the bands where it's just like you didn't get to practice. You haven't been able to get the swing in it. Uh, and then I've seen them at times where they've just been completely dialed in and the place is absolutely fucking going, you know, crazy. So sick. I love them. And, uh, it makes me happy when a band I like is doing their best shit. Like, especially later it goes with like the same thing with the down presser and the take offense, like to show that like some perseverance and, and stick to it. And if, Stick to itness. Sometimes it pays off, you know. Too dumb to quit, baby. Too dumb to quit. So that's what I got for uh, 2019. The five best words. Um, yeah, your last one. I don't actually. It was yeah. hard for me to kind of just get three, and then kind of like a San Diego recap. Not mm-hmm. not on some on some too cool for school shit, but That's just... That's what it sounds just, like. Well, I don't know. Let's go. Let's let's have Daniel fill in uh, this blank space. Give us uh, 15 more, Daniel. <laughs> like I'm the, hard, the current hardcore export. Well, you're the cheater there. of the three of us. Um, method of doubt. Accepting what we know. Uh, another one Chris turned me on to that's very Revolution Summer Discordy sound, but here we ooh, go. Tell me more. <laughs> okay, moving on. But also very straightforward hardcore at the same time. Um, that abuse of power. What on earth can we do? Cool. Good. Good LP. I have the head count demo, and Headcount. then um, antagonize the. Slip Death, which is the 2019 release of the band, but I actually preferred the demo a bit more than I prefer the full the full length kind of thing. Um, but that's Bedard's new band. And, oh, cool! And it's 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 ripping. The only the only critique I would have for it is that it's a little bit samey. Mm. Like there's no divergent. No, I mean there is divergence, but no major divergence from song to song that that allow you to they need to write their malfunction yeah like they just need to have something that's just a it's the one like odd song in the mix you know uh and i'm sure it'll come what did it say yeah just said secrets of the truth <laughs> yes okay. but that doesn't isn't that too <laughs> Well, that's good. And then my non-core recommendation of the year, like my number one, would be Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Ghost Teen. And I really highly recommend everybody out there to listen to this record. It's this is absolutely a brand new, beautiful. Brand new 2019 Nick Cave. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful. The only time I have ever... Oh, God. <laughs> Look at the po- look at the Heard. way he's like that drunk dude at the end of the bar. The only time <laughs> I ever heard, I actually heard a Nick Cave song was uh, <laughs> the Peaky Blinders <laughs> intro. <laughs> and you've heard it many times then, if you've watched the season. Well, is that awesome. how, is that <clears throat> how every song sounds from Nick Cave? No, bummer. That, that's cool that his newest album is awesome. Um, Leonard Cohen's last album is awesome. Yeah, 
all the stuff at the end of Johnny Cash's career is awesome. Um, what you saying? DK is about to die? <laughs> no, I'm just saying he's been doing it for a long, long time. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, so is there anyone currently out that has been doing that you like a lot that's been doing music longer than him? No, I I think he's the best artist on the planet at the moment. Well, it's because Tom Waits is not that active. He he did when I went to the Nick Cave Q and A where the audience gets to ask him questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he would absolutely love to collaborate with Tom Waits, and I think they really would get each other very well. You know. Yeah. All right. I think that was a, a nice add-on. No, no non-core uh, recommendations from you two. No, it's a hardcore podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year's. Uh, have a awesome 2020. What year is it, Chinese-wise? Oh, I don't know. But can we just keep it positive and let me say a little thing about 2020? <laughs> I've got 2020 vision. Hey, 2020 is going to be a good year. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> call your friends. Call your family. Tell me you love them. And uh, stay positive. You got anything for 2020? You say positive. I say fuck that. There was just a lot of <laughs> shitty bands at the time, dude. I, you know, that was just, that was a, you say inward facing and outward facing, right? It was a little more inward facing. That was 20. Um, Greg, 2020? Try not to compare your life to other people's lives. Uh, everyone has different shit going on, different experiences, and uh, sometimes if you, don't think that you're moving at all. You actually probably are moving compared to what you're perceiving other people's like forward movement. Uh, yeah, pretty much maybe don't get caught into the whole comparing yourself on social media. I think that's really bad. Take a break from that if you can, or just make fun of it. Realize that that's just a joke. And I don't know, like you said, I mean, check in with your friends. Yeah, and find, and with the social media stuff, you know, like people, they do eat themselves up comparing it, right? Yeah. And I think everyone needs to find, you only are, you only got one life, there's only one you, so find some things you love about yourself and, and uh, feel good about them. Swing your dick. Hit a pit if you can. Slam more this no, year. No, seriously, like, it feels really good. Yeah, slamming rules. Stage driving is the best. Just don't break your neck. 2020's year of the rap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, did you hear? I uh, I was mentioning that uh, if I get to 150 ratings, I'll do a deep dive dive on Fugazi. So I'm I, bet already, it, I better get those uh, pen names I'm already, going. <laughs> I'm already up to I'm already up to 104. So sick. Get it going. Can I be a guest on that pod? <laughs> no, <laughs> that that means no. It'd be um, easier if I just do it. I would say in 2020, like it's important to check in with yourself and realize that Embrace and Fugazi are hardcore bands. No, just kidding. Happy 2020, everyone. Um, let's hope it is better politically than 2019 because what's happened in England and what's currently happening in America is fucking terrible. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for ending on that happy note, Dana. I'm going to go listen to some. <laughs> what are you going to listen to? I don't know, dude. 25 to life. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Smash that Patreon. <laughs>